0: I'm Mo Rocca, and I'm excited to announce season four of my podcast, Mobituaries. I've got a whole new bunch of stories to share with you about the most fascinating people and things who are no longer with us. From famous figures who died on the very same day to the things I wish would die, like buffets, all that and much more. Listen to Mobituaries with Mo Rocca wherever you get your podcasts. TIAA is on a mission. Why? Because 54% of Black Americans don't have enough savings to retire. So, in collaboration with big name artists like Wyclef Jean, TIAA released Paper Right. New music inspiring a new financial future. With 100% of streaming sales going to a nonprofit that teaches students how to invest. Stream Paper Right now and help close the gap. As demonstrated on this podcast, I have never shied away from from personal growth of any kind. And sometimes the doorway to what it is that I need to grow in can be a really harsh reality. You know, sometimes it's something you've ignored for a long time and then suddenly you get really close people to you or people you work with. Or I've had this happen a couple of times in my life where suddenly there's a a lot of feedback (laughs) all at once. And uh, you really have to soak it in. Now, in in times past growing up, I'd get a lot more defensive or uh, maybe even emotional or angry about it when someone gives me feedback. Because when I was not ready to accept feedback, I I didn't have the, the trust in myself to make the adjustment to the feedback, right? So my reactive response was always like, you're wrong. I'm great. You suck. (laughs) That sort of thing. And I had that happen over and over again. Um, But more so recently, whenever I get feedback, that is something I really need to listen to. It's first of all, I have to make sure I'm well resourced to actually take it all in. Right. By well resourced, I mean food, water, self-preservation needs, right, of uh, making sure my body's taken care of and uh, that I'm in a place where I'm not mentally cluttered or stressed and stuff like that. And that in and of itself takes a lot of work to make sure that I'm not overly, uh, you know, <laughs> overly, uh, stressed. And that's obstructing my, my, all right. Noises in the background, uh, not overly obstructing my ability to take in the feedback. Right. And so one of the things that I, I mentioned on the last podcast episode, I was talking about this idea of um, transcending my career. And I think some of the next steps for me are actually in learning to use the the side of extroverted thinking. Extroverted thinking is a cognitive function used by TJs and FPs in the Myers-Briggs system consciously, but I use it as an INTP and, ENF, and FJs, I should say, uh, TPs and FJs use it unconsciously. And so it still has an effect in our lives. And for me, extroverted thinking, or I should say the definition of extroverted thinking is sequential thinking, logical sequences, uh, of constructing and getting things done in a sense or rationalizing this leads to this leads to this. It's not a uh, random access like introverted thinking tends to be. And so when we're trying to be productive, uh as INTPs and I have a lot of INTPs in my audience, if we're trying to be productive as an INTP, we tend to have to at some point fall into some sort of sequential thinking. Things have to get done in a certain order, typically. And if there's opportunities for me to bundle things into maybe looser structures, meaning, you know, this thing, this this bigger picture thing needs to get done before this bigger picture thing gets to needs to get done. But there's all these small components that I could You know, random access, pick whichever ones are most interesting to me and do those as long as I stay within this bucket. And then I get that bucket done first. And then I get the second bucket done, third bucket done, stuff like that. And I really feel like I've not had as much trouble with extroverted thinking, with the getting done kind of stuff when it involves me, like when I'm just doing it myself, when I can order it and I can structure it and I can get it done myself. And I tend to have a bias towards. More of a, a lone wolf mentality, you know, where I, I get things done myself. I don't rely on other people and I don't ask for help. And that's been a struggle that I've realized I've had. And usually when I realize these struggles, it's either through, again, that feedback that I was talking about or through being triggered by someone doing what is, you know, doing something that, that I do, right? Which is either not accept help or to be unhelpful. Because I think if I'm not accepting help, I'm usually not someone that is helpful, right? So it's kind of like two pronged, I think. I think it's learning to be more helpful. How can I be more helpful in a um, co-creative, co-productive kind of way, and take almost like a hierarchical leadership stance, in a sense. So right, it's either it's either lead or get out of the way uh, for a lot of people. But I feel like it's really lead or be a humble servant, right? If you're trying to match the energy of the person who's trying to lead you, then you're just, you get into competitive territory, right? And so what I mean by that is if there are opportunities to help someone, I feel like I either need to approach them as an expert and be able to maybe take the reins of a specific node of a project or show up as a humble servant, ready to learn ready to take guidance, ready to take instruction and ready to execute. Right. And so that's what I mean by extroverted thinking is like relying, not only on extroverting my logical process, but sometimes being willing to listen to someone else's logical process and just take instruction and just execute a thing and not try to instill my thought process all the time. Right and then I feel like if we're kind of in the middle, we're sort of in this half pregnant state of like, uh, trying to prove something or trying to show that I'm competent in something when I'm not, that usually ends up getting in the way. Right. And so that's what I mean by, by really like picking one, you know, being an expert and picking a lane and supporting in you know, collectively building something together. Like if you're building a house, there's maybe an expert in lumber, there's an expert in plumbing, there's an expert in tile work, right? If you show up as an expert and they can utilize you as an expert, then you can fit that lane of expertise, right? Some people show up and they are actually more prepared or, or actually more uh, able to serve if they can get into the humble servant space, but they're trying to be an expert, right? And I think that's where the wires get crossed and that wires get crossed for me in that sense. When we're trying to be a expert, when we're not, we're trying to overcompensate, especially for me as an IP an INTP, I overcompensate for my intelligence, especially in a real life situation where I have to show up and execute on something, you know, it's very vulnerable for me to admit that I'm incompetent in something or that I feel incompetent in something. And I often rely on my, my dominant function of introverted thinking to try to figure it out in the moment, you know, instead of saying, I don't know, which I sometimes, I I often believe that I'm humble enough to say, I don't know, but there's still plenty of situations where I'm not saying, I don't know. And especially a situation where I'm being paid, I will show up and I'm trying to figure it out in, in, in the moment. Right. And if I'm having a hard time figuring out in the moment, then I end up getting a little bit short fused, snappier and not handling the situation very well. And I realized in those moments, I'm bringing that sort of half pregnant energy to the situation. I'm not showing up as an expert. I'm pretending to be an expert when I'm not, and I'm slowing down the process. I'm being inefficient and uh, not showing up where I actually am, which is maybe in a more of a humble servant role. Now, there may be situations where there isn't an expert, and we do need to figure it out together. That's a very different situation. But typically, if you have the opportunity to figure out, you know, who is an expert and bring that expert in, or at least if you can all identify that you're, you know, none of us know what we're doing here, then, you know, there can be a collective sort of understanding that, oh, maybe we need to find an expert, you know, <laughs> to to guide us, right? and so that's the humility i think that's really important that i'm accepting that there is so much that i don't know how to do that i'm overcompensating for because i've needed to be all things to all people in my lone wolf kind of way and not allowing myself to not only be helpful but accept help right and so there's there's a relation there's a dual relationship there and i thought that 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 help relationship like i knew that i had a little bit of a help Challenge, because you know my my with my upbringing, uh, someone close to me is an enneagram too, and and there was a lot of challenge with uh, any kind of accepting help came with reciprocity, came with an expectation uh, that was unspoken, and created a lot of stress and tension, and it was it was very uneven, it was very one sided, and I realized that that kind of put me into that programming frame of not accepting help. Now I feel like I've done a lot of work past that. Uh, in terms of that personal relationship. But now it feels like I have the opportunity to identify how I can move forward with this. And moving forward with this is actually accepting more of an extroverted thinking type of help instead of an extroverted feeling type of help. Extroverted feeling is usually like harmonizing, getting people's needs met, the read of the room, uh, energetic reads between people, relational dynamics, stuff like that. And I'm realizing that that i there is a different type of of help which is structural again like building a house kind of situation where you've got experts in different areas coming together to build something and i realized that i personally can't build anything beyond my own capacity without accepting that kind of help right and fortunately i'm being thrust into situations where my capacity is being tested you know, I'm having a lot thrown my way in terms of my creative service work, and there's only so much I can take on myself in terms of time and money and energy and stuff like that. I mean, my capacity is unfortunately fairly short in certain areas because of my dyslexia and because of uh, some of my energetic mental health challenges, right? And I've accepted that those things are just part of my experience, not in a defeatist way. I'm always trying to stretch the boundaries of what those things are, but that it's still not, it's not neurotypical quote unquote. Right. So I'm, I'm in a period of time where I'm accepting the things that I can't do. And this very much fits in line with that and really accepting where I'm trying to overcompensate and effectively being inefficient, being inefficient, not only externally, but in my own brain space, you know, I'm wasting a lot of mental energy, pretending like I know how to do something. And now there's twofold, right? I can start to learn and become an expert in something. You know, I've always wanted to learn more about interior design. And that's an area that I struggle with. Like I, I take on a lot of work that, you know, is very much like, I don't know, I'll figure it out. Right. (laughs) And sometimes that involves things that I'm curious about, but things that I don't have full knowledge of. Right. So that includes something like interior design. And I can take the time to take Skillshare courses. I can learn about interior design and start to actually do that. But in the process also be humble because if I'm not allowing access to experts to come in and show me the ropes, then, or if I'm just trying to figure things out myself all the time, then I'm limiting the amount of that I I can actually learn. And that's the hubris that I think I need to get over with my introverted thinking or my, me being an INTP of thinking that I can just do everything myself or that I can figure everything out myself. And there's certainly plenty that I can, but it's not everything. And so there's a certain humility that I need to, uh, allow in my life. And I'm still, you know, this is, this is kind of a a fairly new thing, this extroverted thinking version of help that I'm both giving and receiving. Right. And, uh, in in a beautiful way, I've really had some, some help from, from ENTJs in particular, uh, ET, ENTJ women in, in my life have been really amazing, uh, in supporting in that way. And I realize that that's because the, I think they understand this kind of extroverted thinking form of care structurally of serving when it's time to serve and, you know, bringing in an expertise when it's time to bring in an expertise and not get in a way, get in the way, uh, You know not that half pregnant type of thinking right and i think us intps we tend to get in the way a lot (laughs) if we're if we're trying to figure things out ourselves in the moment in real time and in an external situation and not being humble about you know what it is that we don't know so you know in a lot of ways this is a new kind of stretching my capacity stretching my capacity beyond what i can do myself you know some of it means probably hiring Or finding or working with uh, junior editors or junior designers to help me with projects that I can't do myself anymore, whether it's because I'm cognitively declining (laughs) as I get older and I know I can't do certain things as fast. Uh, But there are some things that I just don't like to do, honestly. I don't like video editing. I do video editing, but I don't like it. It takes too long, it's too much of a process. Um, So I'd rather do the filming and Uh, you know, the, the creative idea eating, maybe give them some music to work with and create the vision and then have someone execute on the vision. Right. So there's this outsourcing aspect of extroverted thinking that, and talent scouting that I'm needing to integrate into my life. And uh, so where I've thought I've brought in the, the, the building, the doing of extroverted thinking in my life pretty well, I feel now it's like the, receptive, outsourcing, letting other people help me, uh, letting other experts jump in, uh, finding experts and really engaging with people to figure out what their expertise is, how to utilize that, how I can pay them, figuring out the financials and frankly, getting a lot of my financial stuff in order to be able to do that as well. And I have some other areas in my life where there's financial loose ends in terms of um, like legal connections and all of that stuff that that need to be buttoned up in uh, in that sort of way, and so I, I feel like I'm ready to take on that challenge, and I'm grateful to you know people in my life who have highlighted to me that this has been an important thing. It's really been something that has been a lifelong journey, but really in the past year, you know, Molly has pointed out in spots, you know, you really have this lone wolf mentality. There's this book uh, that she has, I forget what it's called, unfortunately, but I'll maybe mention it in a future podcast where she mentions, there's this whole section about, you know, kind of the lone wolf uh, defense strategy in a sense and wanting to, you know, I need to engage in that. Maybe if I go through that, I can do another podcast episode on it. Uh, And so I, I tend to isolate myself in terms of my work and if there's more work there's more isolation you know and uh casually in terms of play i tend to be more social but i think in more of a work collaborative frame you know i've certainly struggled with that in the past as well in terms of communication in terms of taking on too much and not expressing that i'm taking on too much and some of it is to kind of wrap this up is a relationship to worth and value you know i have this relationship where I feel like if i'm not doing enough which is maybe some of the millennial programming too uh, if i'm not doing enough then i'm not earning enough like the the my relationship to the amount that i'm doing and the amount that i'm earning is probably very vastly skewed you know and so as i move personally into more of an executive creative sort of thinking, you know, I'm trying to think in creative director terms, not in a visual designer or just, a you know, doing the pixel pushing, you know, uh, I have, I know I bring expertise in terms of creative vision. I know I bring expertise in terms of, of understanding uh, uh, certain creative executions with like Adobe programs and stuff like that. Uh, and I have, you know, connections to these clients and ways that you know things can get done. Um, I think it's just really allowing for people to come into my life to help me to expand my capacity beyond what is literally my capacity. It's one thing to stretch what I can do. It's another to stretch what is beyond I can do and still get things done. Right? That's really what extroverted thinking is like. Really powerful at is creating scalable systems that. You know, if you're building a house by yourself, sometimes that's going to be absurd, or you can build a house by yourself, but it's, it's probably not going to be as, as, as lavish as you want, or it's going to take a long time to do right versus extroverted thinking will be hiring the plumber, hiring the tile worker, hiring the, the interior designer, all of these bits and pieces to create more efficient time structures but then also possibly be able to scale, scale larger too, make a bigger house or a bigger building because you have experts at play and all you have to do is manage those experts. So I'm, I'm enamored by that right now. I'm learning about that. And, um, there's this really great show, uh, good bones on, uh, I think it's on discovery plus right now. There's also another show with the, the, the redhead ENTJ. And I think she's really fantastic. I forget her name, Uh, Mina, I think is her name. She's really fantastic at like project management and like, I'm in awe of her (laughs) and the work that she does in managing these like big uh, real estate fixer upper type of projects. Uh, I think I'm going to probably go back and watch some of those episodes and really gain some knowledge of like how she's outsourcing and managing her team and stuff like that. And and learning from from some of those things, and then I'm also working directly with people who are managing teams and trying to figure out people structures and outsourcing and and uh, trying to emulate and and do some of that myself while also being uh, humbled to that process. You know, so uh, I don't really know what I'm going to title this episode, but that's kind of where I'm at right now, and uh, wanting to share some of that with you, and maybe some of that clicks with you. What are your thought processes on? outsourcing, extroverted thinking, are you in a place where maybe you're needing to learn how to organize yourself first and do things yourself first? Or are you in a similar place where you're trying to, you feel like you could use some help outsourcing, you know, you or maybe you're having trouble accepting help. You know, what, I guess that's the question. What is your relationship to help, giving help or accepting help? Uh, I think that's a really interesting aspect to explore. Some of it was the Enneagram 2 stuff, but I think I'm landing on the the medicine of all of this being uh an extroverted thinking i think it's holistic extroverted thinking uh more of a receptive open diffuse extroverted thinking again the talent scout and outsourcing kind of extroverted thinking so i'm gonna keep working on that i'll share some of the story as it goes along see how this works also if you're a video editor or a graphic designer and you're good at what you do not i'm not looking for someone who's ambitious in terms of I kind of know, or I can learn it, or I can figure it out, or I've been dabbling. I want someone who knows what they're doing. If you know what you're doing, uh, let me know in the comments below, or hit me up at Christian at CNote Studio. Uh, I'd love to talk to you and get that ball ro- ball rolling and see how we can work together. So, with all that said, uh, thanks for listening to Happy Chemicals. If you're an INTP looking for growth opportunities. I have a couple of programs at happychemicals.org. One in particular about productivity that I think is really powerful. If you're in this space where you're trying to learn productivity tips for yourself as an INTP, really more of the analytic TE of like getting things done personally, like, like using the TE battery to execute on things, to create structures that make sense Within the INTP framework, I'm not teaching you how to be a TJ, but how to be a TI person that gets things done, right? An INTP that gets things done. The productivity uh, course is really amazing for that, and and there have been people who have expressed that this is this has worked very well for them in um, being more efficient in their job, and you know how to set deadlines and give themselves creative space and and so much of that stuff. So go ahead and check that out, happychemicals.org. I have been Christian Rivera, continue to be, and uh, (laughs) uh, I appreciate you listening to Happy Chemicals, and I will catch you on the next episode. See ya.